Switched On on FM 104 and I'm joined by the founder of Orb Media, Kira Sheehan. Hello. Hi, Louise. So once again, we're taking a step into the metaverse and I've been hearing a lot about open AI, but what happened with that this week? So if anybody's ever watched Succession, um, we basically had a whole series of Succession in one weekend, started last Friday. So the guy who founded OpenAI, um, who is the same guy who founded WorldCoin, which is the orb that scans your eyeballs. Oh, yeah. Um, he's obviously the man who brought uh, ChatGPT to life. And the company's called OpenAI. And Microsoft are a, a major shareholder in the company. They own 49% of the shares, right? So what happened was the board in OpenAI decided that they were going to sack Sam Altman the founder, because they weren't happy with how he was communicating with them and they questioned his candor with the word that they used in communicating. So they fired him on Friday, much to the shock of the tech world and Silicon Valley. So very quickly, um, they sacked him and they sacked this other guy, the other co-founder who was um, really highly rated as well. Brockman was his name. And then really quickly, Microsoft stepped in and said, do you want to come and work for us? We'll create a special department for you and, you know, we can run the business from there. And in the meantime, everybody in the background was watching the Microsoft share price. So Mm. we, you know, I was talking to some colleagues of mine. We weren't really sure how this was going to play out. So the board then said that they were sticking to their decision and it kind of all came to a massive head on Monday when 700 employees from ChatGPT said they would all resign unless he came back. Wow. And yeah. So, but in the meantime, when he'd gone to Microsoft, he had pledged to take all the staff with him if they wanted to go. So the, it was a real kind of um, basically an episode of succession. Like the board tried to fire him. They fired him. There was a revolt among the staff. Then the board started to be questioned, you know, who'd made this decision on what basis. And in the background, there's this whole conversation around how AI is being moderated and how yeah. AI was started off, open AI was started off as a tech for good nonprofit. And now its major shareholder is Microsoft. And where does the tech for good nonprofit uh, ethics stand? So there's a grey area and a question mark and a lot of discourse and conversation around that subject. And nothing really has been confirmed in the press either way by either side. But throughout the weekend, um, Sam Altman was posting on Twitter how much he loved OpenAI and he loved everything they did and everything they achieved. And people in the industry came and had their say and stood by him and whatever. And eventually the whole thing just turned on its head and he ended up, he's, he's back there now. What do you think went wrong then? I think there's probably some kind of mixed feeling, to put it mildly, about the the mission of a non-profit that suddenly is for profit. And, you know, both people on either side have said that this is for good. They want to see how it's moderated, how it can affect the world. And they wanted to make AI, I think the term he was, love humans. Okay. I make humans love AI in that he didn't want to see displacement of human values, of disinformation, um, of all the things that makes us human. And it was very, very much driven on an ethics level at the non-profit point of view. Yeah. So this is where and it's going to get tricky, sure what... I think, with, with many companies. 
yeah, like I'm not really sure what the what the pivot story will be yeah. in terms of him coming back and in terms of how that discourse is framed with the non-profit versus the profit because that's the one thing that's been coming through. So on the back of that then, um, a new initial board has been set up because it was the board who sacked him. Right. Four or five, there's four members of the board and it was th- those guys who sacked him. Much to his absolute shock. So, mm-hmm. you know, the new board is made up of people like the CEO of Salesforce, mm-hmm. um, a guy who had worked there previously with them, um, former Treasury Secretary in the US. So they're kind of giving it a much broader sweep of industry knowledge than previously may have been there, you know, yeah, by some people's opinion. They obviously saw the positives of having him back as well. Well, do you know what? He, he was clearly, you know, really good at what he was doing. Okay. Now, he is working on several other startups, which including this Worldcoin one. And I'm like, how much work can this guy do? Like, how thin is he spreading himself? Yeah. In terms of he was looking at two or three of the startups plus Worldcoin, plus bringing OpenAI to the next level. And don't forget, they only launched the super turbo version of ChatGPT4 about two weeks ago. That's right. Yeah, we were only talking about it. Yeah, so... He's trying the to whole juggle thing a lot. Is just, yeah. Yeah, he is trying to juggle a lot, but I do think it's coming from a good place. Yeah, he's trying. Yeah. And the fact that so much discourse has happened around how is this monster stroke machine um going to work in society, how many concerns there are. Like I know that it was a lot of drama, but at the end of the day, having all those concerns in conversation is a good thing. Mm-hmm. It just depends on how the non-profit versus for-profit emerges from that conversation. Absolutely. And we're sticking with AI as well. And YouTube have gotten in on it too with a new um, program, I suppose, called Dream Track. Yeah, so so we spoke about, you know, the confusion and potential of voices being used in AI um, amongst musicians in the music industry and we referred to Grimes in the past who is quite happy to have her voice inspire a new generation and she's quite happy to co-collaborate with creators who use AI Mm -hmm. and to split the royalties so the next step up from that I think is YouTube and they've launched their platform called DreamTrack and it's a new AI music generation tool that mimics the voices of popular singers now there are limitations on it but it's quite impressive in that you know, people like Demi Lovato, John Legend and Charlie XCX have volunteered their voices. So what they can do is you can have a 30 second track to go with your YouTube short and you can type in, I want to have a Lonesome Cowboy song <laughs> that demonstrates my love for burgers in the middle of the desert. And it will give you 30 seconds of a track inspired by the artist that you name. I kind so of love this. And I, I saw Charlie Puth is involved in it as well. And he's like, he's the person that I would put in there because he's the type that would love to see what people would do with it. Yeah, like it is interesting and it's only for 30 seconds, right? Yeah. And I think somewhere in the background, like I am really cynical. I'm always thinking of it from the other angle. And I think they're coming from, YouTube are coming from the TikTok yeah. creator um, position where they want to be able to offer something that's unique, something that's, accessible something that's quick but yet is no threat realistically because it's only 30 seconds Mm -hmm. and like you take for granted that the average attention 
um, for the average TikTok user right now is 1.3 seconds. Yeah. If they can keep someone engaged for 30 seconds with an AI generated voice replication, then they are winning. So, you know, there's always I always try and look at this through a different lens mm-hmm. and then through the lens of the artist and think, right, this is really exciting because it could really drive their engagement to a completely new fan base, yeah. which will increase their revenues when they tour, when they release. They won't make it off Spotify which is another thing we go into another time, mm-hmm. but it is a new gateway to connectivity with a new community. And I love that the labels are included. So they did get Universal, Sony and Warner involved in discussions for this to see who they could get involved in it. And so it's kind of nice that that bridge is being formed as well, because obviously for a long time there was nothing, there was nothing happening and AI was happening. So it's nice that now in some form they're kind of coming together to, to see how it would work. Well, I noticed in the press releases that it's distinctly referred to as an experiment. Mm -hmm. This experiment will offer small insight into creative opportunities that could be possible. But the fact that they're using experiment is a bit like, like when we're dealing with a big big brand, it's called a test and learn project. This kind of strikes me. It's a test and learn project. Um, It's designed to give everyone an idea of where this could go and they're probably trying to work out what the implications will be in terms of royalties and moving forward. Yeah I'll be interested to see kind of how that pans out as well and I think next week we're going to have a look at Spotify too because there's a lot to dig into there. Yeah I think if anyone's looking for me I'll be down a dark uh, rabbit (laughs) hole uh, reading several conflicting reports about the um, (laughs) changes in Spotify and the fact that you can now you can create a sound effect and if it's played for two minutes you'll get a royalty so mm. we'll, there's we'll, a whole yeah <laughs> we'll, we'll come pull you out for next week and we'll get all the info then yeah. <laughs> Kira yeah. Sheehan thank you so much for chatting to us thanks Louise